0: Ladies and gentlemen, good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world and whenever you are tuning into this video. My name is James Porcelli.
1: I'm Brian Thomas.
0: And welcome to another episode of Ruthless Talk. Thank you. Thank
1: you.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is a pact. And when I say pact, I mean a pact show for you guys today there is a lots to talk about there is a lots to discuss so we are going to dive straight into it the first thing i do want to mention before we get into anything um obviously there was um news broke out about the passing of uh, billy graham um and i do want to acknowledge that in this uh in this episode in this podcast to start off um, you know, just thoughts and prayers go out to Billy Graham and his family. I want to say he died at the, Absolutely. I it was a, right before his 80th birthday. I think he was the age of 79, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so well wishes to, uh, you know, to Billy Graham and his family. Um, and I know there's one thing and, you know, of course, Billy Graham and that era of wrestling, If you, you know, if you're an old school wrestling fan, you guys know very familiar of that name. Um, you know, mm-hmm. for me, you know, that's not familiar with that that era of wrestling. You know, I do my research. I know a lot of these people, and I can kind of say, you know, especially in relations to Hulk Hogan, he's had a really good relationship with people like Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and others. Um, you know, without Billy Graham, there is no Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, um, You and know, and I think
1: consequently that... maybe no the way wrestling blew up in the 80s. You know, mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah. Billy
0: Graham deserves a lot of praise and a lot of props for that um, in, in regards to his career and, and the impact that he's made uh, in the mm-hmm. professional wrestling world. So rest in peace to Billy Graham. And again, just well wishes to him as well as his family. Um, and yeah, just, just you know, we all pray and wish for the best for them um, absolutely. You know, moving forward, so. Now let's get into the show officially. So, Brian, man, so (laughs) the original plan, guys, I'm not going to I'm not going to bullshit. We were going to dive straight into NXT. There was a few things that I I was personally intrigued with with NXT last night. And we're going to still talk briefly about NXT in the show uh, before we do get into Dynamite. um, That happened last night. So, Brian, I was legit watching uh, Dynamite or excuse me, NXT, I should say. I was watching NXT. You know, I'm I'm watching the show, I'm watching, you know, some clips that maybe I've missed here and there. And all of a sudden, I'm getting all of these tweets, all of these (laughs) freaking these articles popping up about AEW collision. Now, AEW collision, spoiler alert, that was the big announcement from uh, from Dynamite last night. And we've heard about this show for quite some time now. Um, you know, coming up and, you know, there was a deal that's being put in place, you know, Warner Bros. Discovery and AEW were trying to putting some sort of a TV deal. So we kind of knew that this was coming. And, uh, that announcement was officially made yesterday, even before, uh, Dynamite was on the air last night. So I come across that and I come across stuff that involves CM Punk as well as, uh, uh, influencer, I guess, a wrestling influencer, um, Brian Alvarez, uh, if you guys know from uh, Wrestling Observer, I believe that's what their uh, platform name is called. Um, so I'm going to start just this from the jump, just so just to get people on board, and you know everybody knows what's going on here. So AEW Collision, this is a brand new TV deal that AEW and WBD have uh, finally come to um, a deal with so AEW collision will start um j- uh, excuse me june seventeenth um yeah. I believe at eight o'clock you know starting June seventeenth and you know so and also a brand split <laughs> that name should sound familiar that 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 phrase should sound familiar to a lot of people Use like that hard, term loosely right loosely <laughs> exactly a hard brand split um in right. regards to aw collision now the thing is is that You know, you would think like, okay, there's going to be certain champions that are going to go over to Collision, maybe some people going over to Dynamite and Rampage. However, the reports is what I'm at least what I'm reading is that there's really no definitive brand split here. It's whatever Tony Khan wants a certain superstar to go over to whatever uh, show that is the show that they're called upon to do. So if you know if TBS champion Jade Cargill is called upon to go to uh you know Collision on TNT on Saturday night, she will go to and it, she will go to to Collision on Saturday night on TNT. Same with Orange mm-hmm. Cassidy. If Orange Cassidy is called upon to go to or to go to Dynamite on uh, TBS, that's where he he will go. So again, Brian, like you said, the term uh, brand split here is is used very. Very, very loosely, which which kind of is just bizarre. Um, I'm glad. Yeah. You know, obviously, you don't want to do like a whole draft thing like WWE would do, because then that would just stir up more controversy. To be honest, but in mm-hmm. regards to your champions, there has to be some type of some type of premacy here. Be
1: continuity to it,
0: Ex- exactly. It's so good. that that's that was something that really just eyeballed me there. So. Who knows what, you know, and things I'm sure can change as well as we're still like a month, month and a half until AEW Collision starts. If you know this, there's like a, (laughs) it's like the logo and everything kind of, it's like a nostalgic throwback to like WCW colors and stuff. I don't know if people have seen like the the, the logo and everything. That was the first thing that came to mind to me. So I, I don't know. I just, I just found that really interesting. But so, yeah, so that is what's going on with Collision. Um, as well as conversations are being made now about CM Punk, as there was a press release that CM Punk was going to be involved of this show, the, the premiere show of Collision. Now, there were, again, so Warner Brothers was asked to also remove Punk's name, the day which was yesterday, to remove Punk from that press release. Um, and they've also have stated that they are not affiliate with Punk as of right now. However, pure sources from Fightful state that there are plans for CM Punk to be involved with future um, events for Collision. So we don't know what the hell is going on, man. Um, you know, we we we've been speculating lately about Punk you know is he going to come back to professional wrestling what's the relationship with him and Tony Khan as well as the AEW locker room um so we still need, as well as there are reports about um him and an involvement with Ace Steel as there's talks about bringing Ace Steel back onto the show there was a a meeting involved with Chris Jericho as other I'm sure you know Suits and ties as well as Tony Khan to bring him on the show. That was denied. There's no reports on what punk's response was punk obvious. And punk also spoke out. This was also reported that he did not want to be a part of that, or he did not want to be announced prior to the show of collision. Um, So, and and of course, and this is where, (laughs) this is where I lead into Brian Alvarez. So I hope everybody's kind of keeping up with that in regards to the situation. So Brian Alvarez, apparently made some comments in regards to punk's return aw collision or something along those lines Uh, but he goes on instagram on his instagram story and this was cm punk and i quote he says look everyone brian alvarez just doesn't like it when misinformed internet trolls make up rumors about him so please stop making up rumors, stories for clicks while Brian makes up stories, rumors for clicks. He's a married, he's married for God's sakes by God. That man has a family doing his best Jim Ross impression. He says, Brian, uh, Brian Alvarez, shut the fuck up and stop talking about me. And then he also, and he, and he, he leaks out a, a an email that, that was sent to him, um, or, 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 yeah, an email that was sent to him from this guy, David Big Span, that was sent by Brian Alvarez. And apparently this email was legit a decade ago. Um, and again, if you guys want to check out that email, you, I'm sure it's all over Twitter or whatever social media. So if you want to go check that out yeah. and he finishes it off by saying, friendly reminder, I haven't been on TV in nine months. This is CM Punk and I quote, and y'all just can't stop talking about me maybe stop you'll feel better love hate it's all the same i don't enjoy being the sole person that props the entire misinformed clickbait industry based on toxic gossip from lying sources but what can you do when you're the king it comes with the crown <laughs> so yeah so punk kind of doing kind of you know doing what cm punk usually does is pretty much What's one way right. to solve an issue in regards to misinformation? Let me lash out on social media. Um, so, you know, and, and of course, there's been more reports about um, whether or not Punk is going to be involved in the show. It seems like, you know, maybe this, there's also reports that could be a work. <laughs> That's why maybe Punk was taken off of the press release. So, but who knows, man? There's so many more yeah. questions than we do have answers. Um, up until this point um, and then also punk posted a video and this is the last this is the last bit of information that i do have here is that he posted a video of himself talking and he says you don't know me you don't know anybody else so go touch grass <laughs> this is just and obviously this is a dig to alvarez everything about this has been a huge major right, dig right. to brian alvarez and they've actually ha- they've actually um they've had a lot of heat and a lot of exchanges over the past few years so this has kind of i'm sure been I don't know, maybe this has been building up to some degree or whatever, but before I get to my thoughts in all of this, and like I said, this is a lot to take in. This is a lot to to discuss here, but Brian, just from everything that I've mentioned up until this point, your thoughts in regards to AW Collision, CM Punk, and, and everything as a whole, my man, the, the floor is
1: yours. Take it away. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a lot to get into. Um so yeah, AEW collision. I mean, listen, you and I have talked about this numerous times, man. There's so much talent, you mm-hmm. know, that AEW has. Yeah. That yeah, if you did a brand split, sh- cool. I'm on board with that cuz it 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 opens more doors for more wrestlers. But uh, just like we've talked about with WWE, if you do it, yeah, it has to be a hard brand split and you got to stick to it. Yeah. At least for some period of time. Mhm. Um mm-hmm. and like to your point, you said with the you literally have a TNT champion and a TBS champion. Like, why not just keep them on those shows? Like, Jesus Christ, man! Like, <laughs> like how how much more simple can you get? Like this, it it, it writes itself. Like, mm-hmm. okay, your TNT champion defends it on the TNT show. Your TBS champion defends it on the TBS show. Like. Shit, and the inter- the international championship just fucking get rid of that. Like <laughs> I, I don't even know, man. Um, I mean, who doesn't yeah, want to see
0: Orange Cassidy just be in another match for that? Oh, for that we'll title. get into
1: that with with into this show. Like what? Yeah. Where where they're going with that? Holy mm-hmm. fuck, man. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, that being said, like yeah, it could be really good if again if you keep these shows separate. You have a separate world champion. Uh, you know, you have the mid card titles, the tag titles, the whatever. Um, but if you're just, you know, having wrestlers go back and forth, then what's the point of a hard brand split? Like, Mm -hmm. shit, man. Um, so that that's how I feel about the brand split. It could be good, uh, and I hope it is. Um, again, but then also. You know, I haven't heard much about um, Rampage in in relation to that. So, you know, we we talked before we got on here if that's going to be like the AEW's version of NXT. You know, I don't know, um, but it is just getting to be a little bit too much, man. <laughs> there's just there, there's it, it's too. I don't know. It, it's it's a uh, it's too much in one way, and then not enough in the other way and what i mean by that is you have all this talent good talent proven talent um that you know if if you have two consistent shows you you can build great storylines in those two consistent shows Mm -hmm. uh, or you know or two two separate shows um that being said if if we got to tune in like you know, Monday night, it, it's every day of the week now. And shit, man, it, it just, out of, speaking for me, it just can't be done. I mean, there's Raw on Monday, <clears throat> NXT on Tuesday, Dynamite on Thursday or Wednesday. And now you're talking about a Saturday show. And already Friday, you got SmackDown and, uh, um, what is it, Rampage. Ram- mm-hmm. So, man, it's just a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. I, I don't know how you manage it, but I, I don't think for either for WWE or AEW, I don't think it's a good idea to just keep having wrestlers go back and forth. Um, I spoke about it our, our last episode, and, and kudos most of the show uh, we'll get into. Um, I spoke about the difference between McMahon and Triple H in their booking and how the gaps in logic, uh, it just seems much less of it with triple H -hmm. and I feel like in this AEW show, um, again, there's not the gaps in logic that we saw two months ago. Right. So, you know, a big improvement for them. Um, but if you're just switching wrestlers back and forth, I I don't know how you limit that. There's going to be massive gaps in logic and it's just, it's silly. You don't have to do it. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel about all that. Uh, getting into CM Punk, man, geez, I I don't know. Um two months ago I would have said, yeah, he's probably done. Um and now I would lean more towards that at least in some aspect this is a work, at least between Punk and AEW, as far you know, taking his it's on the press release, it's off the press release. Yeah. I do think there's legitimate beef between Punk and, like, a Brian Alvarez and a Dave Meltzer. Um, There is a a real aspect of that. But at the end of the day, you know, if he is coming back, which, again, I would kind of lean towards, yeah, maybe he is. Um, Yeah, there... (laughs) The number one thing in wrestling is to draw money, and how are you going to draw money? Well, first you got to get your name out there. You got—I mean, it's—it's all bullshit and nonsense. Um, i I think of like Dave, the Dave Meltzers and the Brian Alvarez's of the world. It's—it's TMZ for wrestling. Um, yeah, you know, wrestling is a scripted thing. It's what they
0: want, man. They want the attention to to people like Brian Alvarez. I mean, he legit pretty much in all capital in all caps on Twitter was was like lol what and like so like he's he's getting intrigued by it because he knows that the intention the attention is all on him as well as punk. right Cuz here's the thing with punk. Punk doesn't need this type of this type of shit to get people talking. He doesn't no. need to. Now here's the thing with punk and, and and I'll get back to you Brian in just a second cuz I do want to make this statement here. I understand when it comes to false information, you want to expose these people. And I completely get yeah. where punk is coming yeah. from. And punk is not wrong <laughs> to a degree. He's really not wrong when it comes to yeah. people like Brian Alvarez. And, and this Absolutely. is not me defending Brian Alvarez at all. Like I want to make that also very clear. Cause there's a, there's a few things that Brian Alvarez does say that just shakes my fucking head. And, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it's you know this is what this dude gets paid for this dude gets paid you know to do his job to get people talking to get people buzzing about whatever's going on Mm -hmm. and you know hey if i can get cm punk to respond because we know what you know how punk is when it comes to false information and again this is not me digging at cm punk for calling that shit out but at the end of the day man this guy and you and you dig up a supposedly an email that was a decade ago. Like, yeah, this, I, you I'm know what I'm saying? That, right? How weird yeah. this is, man. And this right. Right. Because here's the thing and this and this also kind of reminds me in the way like with sports. Right. A lot of professional athletes, I'm sure, when, you know, when it comes to social media, they come across so much bullshit. And for the most part, they don't really say much. You know, you'll get a handful of, 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 of athletes, rightfully yeah, so, that right, will right. call shit out when they need to be called out. But for but sure. for the most part, you don't hear athletes saying anything. Because this is what their job is to do and in regards to journalists, influencers, whatever you want to call Brian Alvarez and people like Dave Meltzer, Sean, the Sean Rosses, or whoever. You know, they're getting paid to talk about their their opinions, their takes about what's going on or what they think is going to happen. And cause here's, and then it's people like punk who over the last few weeks, if you, if you haven't realized, you know, he's backstage at a Monday night raw in WWE. He was backstage um, at a uh, impact event a couple weeks ago. You know, he's trying it seems like he's trying to do the right thing. He's apologizing to people. And yet here you are, you're taking a small little, whatever, (laughs) whatever Brian Alvarez said in his latest podcast or a show on wrestling observer. And and you're going as far as to, and again, I'm not saying that this email is true, that it's a decade old. We don't know, but if it is Mm -hmm. a decade old, like, I mean, come on, man, like what, like, what are we doing here? (laughs) It, It just seems so silly to me. And this is just Another example of why, as much as I like CM Punk and I like, you know, and this dude's, a, and it's funny because this dude's he's he's not he's not stupid. <laughs> his dude's actually a very oh. smart individual. Yeah, for sure. But this is stuff is why Punk and AEW is better off not bringing this dude back. It's because of your actions. The his actions of responding this way, it it it, it tells everybody what they need to know. Um, and, I mean, and look, I mean, look at, uh, Sasha Banks and Naomi, for example, a couple of days ago, it was like a year ago tradition or a year ago, um, when they walked out of WWE, they, they put those titles on John Laurinaitis' desk and they walked out, right? You, ha- right. they were, there were all these rumors, these. Alleged type of sources about what their future is in the company, the character, yeah. their characters. Where are yeah. they going to AEW? This and this and that. You didn't hear a peep from these women, nor did they, Nor did they mm. need to say anything. John Moxley, John Moxley, like oh, he's going to take time off. This and that. I mean, people, you know, it's just. And and then you have someone like Punk, that allegedly says this type of stuff and his actions are telling you like like what's gonna make this relationship with AEW and CM Punk think that even if it is a work right even if it is this is a work and he's gonna come back it's just Brian it's not that I don't want to see CM Punk come back I want to see this dude come back I I like this dude a lot I've always been a fan of the guy
1: yeah me too. I just
0: don't trust how this relationship is going to work out there, you know, when it comes to people like Jericho, he's put people like Chris Jericho on blast the bucks and Omega. We know that whole situation. So it just seems silly to me, you know, at some, at some point, you know, I mean, if if punk is going to come back and he wants to do all these things to make amends with people and start fresh and start new, but then, when one little false information comes up, and good for him, he's he's, he's he's exposing that, but yet he's going to the degree where it's like, okay, like, is it that serious? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, unless there's more about this stuff between Alvarez and CM Punk Phil Brooks that we just don't know about. so. So yeah, right. the, 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 that's just my whole take about that. But Brian, you're, before we get into um, a little bit about NXT and just to finish, finish this whole. AEW collision and CM Punk stuff uh your your final thoughts in in regards to all of that
1: yeah in regards to that like I mean Punk I mean it's unfortunate but I mean he's when you get into a situation like that you're you're in a no-win situation because if you if you address everything um you come off looking like an asshole and if you address nothing then, you know, there, there's things out there that are objectively false and easily provable. Um, that you know, of course, all of us want to, you know, are going to want to defend our, our character, our intentions, or, or whatever situation you know it may be. Um, but man, you're, you're just you're for, for the in the, the, the place that punk is in, he, he can't win that situation, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, I don't know how personal it is or, or what. I I do think that there's probably some a lot more to it. Um, so I I don't know, man. That that's between them and yeah, whatever. I, I I will say that again for me, my take as a fan, you know, to the Brian Alvarez's of the world and the Dave Meltzers. I mean, again, you're you're gossiping and speculating and, you know, listening to rumors or whatever about a scripted produced show at the end of the day. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who, <laughs> some of it's real, some of it's not, some of it's yeah. in between. Um, you know, I, I just think that, I don't know. I, I people like that. I, I, I just, I kind of, uh, I mean, they're, they really are kind of cringeworthy to me. Like, I don't yeah. know. It, it's just like the ambulance tra- chaser mentality. Like, fuck, man. Like, why? Sometimes, a lot of times. Yeah, but it's people like know, Punk that respond this way. Like, they're not reporting the news or or something. Yeah. They're creating the news.
0: They're creating to exactly. report.
1: Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah,
0: yeah, but it's people like CM Punk that is why they do what they do. You know, they they get the, the more attention you give to people like Brian Alvarez, like the Sean Rosses, like the Dave Meltzers, they're getting what they want. You know, they, they know that punk is a guy that has history with Brian Alvarez and Brian Alvarez of course knows that. So let me, you know, stir up the pot a little bit. And again, I don't know if this is what their intentions were or not, but Mm -hmm. you know, just thinking about it, if that is the case, then again, this is what they're being paid to do. And, that, and that's, that's just a, you it. Know,
1: I don't know. I mean, kudos to Dave Meltzer, whatever. I, I'm sure, I, I don't know what he, how successful or what he makes in a year, but I'm sure he's doing fairly okay. Yeah. And look, uh, the dude's made a career out of bullshit nonsense. So, I don't mm-hmm. know, man.
0: Yeah. I, I think we can all agree, though, that this this situation, it's, it's funny. It's just like AEW, they just expect it to... <laughs> to have this big announcement for a new show and then you get all of this shit with CM Punk. Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's just I don't it's like Tony Khan just can't freaking just seem to catch. Hey, but hey, you got those you got those ticket sales for uh for for Wembley Stadium. So he's got yep, he's got yep. that going well for him. But uh but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll continue to um to update everybody in regards to AW Collision. There's still not a uh a location that has been announced yet that's going to be um, announced within the next couple of days or weeks of when mm-hmm. uh, the premiere show of AW Collision takes place, um, as well as Punk, and in regards yeah, starting to, to do
1: house shows,
0: the house shows, yeah, they are doing house shows. By the way, they are doing yeah. that. I, be- I think, yeah, they call. I think it's um, they call them like house rules or something like that, like yeah. AW House Rules or something. So they've been doing house shows and stuff that started about a couple couple months ago. I want to say a couple weeks ago. Um, but, yeah, we'll continue to update you guys in regards to this brand split a little bit more yeah. about this because there's still we need to know more about um, as yeah. we get closer and closer to Collision, which is going to be up in the summer. But um, but kind of last thing about Punk, I mean, it wouldn't shock me if he's in the company. It wouldn't shock me by the yeah. time we do get to Wembley Stadium, CM Punk is going to be back in AEW. But I, I think, Brian, this just proves that you know, Punk again. He's trying to make men's with people, people, especially with people over in WWE, people over at Impact, and you're trying to start in something, you know, a, a fresh start and everything. And this is in the way that you respond to a small, tiny false source or <laughs> or leaked freaking uh, news story. It just, it's just, it just proves my point. And we talked about Punk a couple weeks ago how. Him being back in AEW just doesn't make sense for for him, and it doesn't make sense for AEW to to involve a guy. And again, we like CM Punk, and and props to him for calling stuff out as people should. Right? I mean, it's not like you know, it's, it's not like we say that what you know what Punk is saying here is wrong. <laughs> you know, it's everything that he mentioned in, in this is wrong, but he he doesn't need to say anything. Just like ignore it. It's like you explain, and once you come back and, you know, you'll, you'll come back to AEW and you do this and that, if, if the reports that we're hearing about him going to collision are true, then that's just going to shut the people like Brian Alvarez up and the people like Mm. Sean Ross up. So if then, if that's the case, and if you know that, why say shit? It's just really weird. So, but yeah, we'll continue to update in regards to the brand split, you know, again, everybody can just go to collision or dynamite. It just seems just like a clusterfuck of a, of a brand split of a hard yeah, brand split. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just I'm very, very, the
1: they empathize like hard brands brand split and it's clearly not. No, not at all. <laughs> no.
0: I mean, I'm glad it's not like a draft or anything, but there's gotta yeah. be some fine line about at least with your champions, at least for the most part if, you know, it, I can understand people like a Darby and a jungle boy, maybe going back and you know what I'm saying? But but people like Jake Cargill and Wardlow, like you, you got to put these people on a separate, you know, there's gotta be, cause that's the only way, especially to fit a bloated roster like AEW has like, that's that's the only, sure. that's the only way they can honestly do business. But, but we'll say, I mean, maybe things change, but we'll, we'll soon find out. But so that is everything um, in regards to collision. So that is the announcement that was made again. That is going to be June 17th on TNT for Saturday nights. Um, so yeah, and of course we'll, we'll know more about this, this CM Punk stuff, whether he comes back to AW or not. Um, as well as I'm sure a lot more updates are going to come up, uh, within the next couple of hours, as as I should assume, as well as the next couple of days. So before we do get into dynamite, I do briefly want to talk a little bit about NXT just for a little bit. Um, NXT, you know, they still have this, you know, women's tournament going on. Um, you know, J.C. J.C. Jane lost her match. As I said last week, I had a feeling she was going to lose this match um, mm. to Roxanne Perez. Damn solid. Good match, by the way. Um, you know, she's continuing her feud with Gigi Dolan, as she has been over the past several weeks, as well as Core Jade. She won her tournament match to advance. She'll take on Valkyria again. I'm hope, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. Yeah, um, right. As well as, you know, Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes. They were in a tremendous, tremendous segment. Um uh, Braun breaker yeah. he kind of uh uh he he paid a visit to um Carmelo and Trick Williams, their their like barber shop, their barber shop that they went to you know growing up or whatever, and he made a stop there. Um and he cut a promo there and he uh, made his way into the arena. Um Carmelo, you know, there was security involved, the big brawl um ensued, and Carmelo Hayes was the one standing tall over Braun Breaker. As they um, continue to lead um, this feud into their match at NXT Battleground, as well as some other fun stuff as well with Dijak, uh, with Dragon off yep. as well. They were in a cool little backstage, cool little backstage segment as well. Um, not, not again, not one of NXT, NXT's greater great shows that they've had in uh, previous weeks before, but still, they continue to do consistent, solid work um and it's you know, honestly brian i think there's a good argument that it's at least for monday night raw i mean smackdown it has its moments as well but for monday night raw i mean this blows monday night Wa- monday night raw at the fucking water sir <laughs> Ser- i mean sure. f- seriously there- there's an argument to be made about that so yeah. uh but yeah but be- uh you no know, we'll get a little bit more into nxt but brian your, your thoughts you know since i know we talked about um, a little bit about the show before we got on the air your thoughts about the show and, and what do you think about nxt as a whole right now who do you think is going to win this women's championship as as well as braun breaker and carmelo hayes in that whole feud
1: um yeah so uh carmelo hayes and uh, braun breaker that's that's definitely the best thing going in nxt right now it's and it's really really good that the segment they ended the show with last night um yeah awesome man um the women's champ, um, I look, I, I think the, the match is going to come down to, um, Perez and, uh, gosh, I, I'm, I'm forgetting. Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany, Stratton. Tiffany Stratton. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've, I've spoke about this before just regarding what may or not be may or may not be true about, um, uh, Roxanne's, you know, mental health or just overall state or whatever. Uh, uh, so again, if if all that stuff is true and she's still de- still dealing with that, then I say put it on Stratton. I mean, she's she's yeah. shown enough in the past, you know, two three weeks a month.
0: Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah,
1: you know, give her a shot. But I, I just feel like they're going to put it back on Roxanne. Um, yeah. So and that's, yeah, and that's uh, probably
0: the that's probably the easy way to go is to put that that belt on Roxanne again. And I, and we like Roxanne Perez. She's a tremendous talent. She's young. She's still got ways to go as well. Um, But I'm glad you mentioned uh, Tiffany Stratton, because honestly, if I were booking this, that's, that's the woman that I would put at the top of the helm right now. Um, Seriously. I mean, obviously JC Jane is going to hold on to that title at some point in the, in the near future. Once, you know, her feud with Gigi Dolan gets wrapped up. Um, but yeah, Tiffany Stratton over the past, you know, I, I can, to me, from what I've seen from her over the last several weeks, I think I can trust her to put that women's division, at least for the next several months on her back being the champion. Yeah. I think she's proven that, um, you know, her matches, I think, pro- you know, back up her back up the argument as well, as well as, you know even some, you know, the segments that she's been involved in. And that's, and that's major props as well to HBK, William Regal, and everybody in NXT. For sure. um, but yeah, that's, uh, yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you mentioned that, Brian, because I 100% agree with you. I think that if you're going to put that champion, I mentioned this even last week, and I'm going to say the same thing again, Tiffany Stratton is your woman to be your new women's champion. And I don't think that, mm. that that's a doubt in anybody's minds. And, I, and, and, if, and if Roxanne Perez is the woman to take back the title, then fine, but if you really want to start something new and fresh, and, right, and let's right. and give give her the title, she seems like you know. Let's see if she sinks or swims. You know, it, it, it's mm-hmm. just you know, it's 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 that it's that simple. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see if 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 they do that. But there's no doubt that that's what the finals of the tournament is is going to look like in regards to that. Um, but, yeah, but also, yeah, Brian, your thoughts about the Braun Breaker-Carmelo Hayes feud as that continues to heat up as well, especially
1: with Braun yeah, Breaker I and this heel run going on? Seriously. Yep. Yeah, I think it's fantastic. Um, Again, I, I still would assume that Braun's going to be called up to the main roster sometime this summer, um, you know, one of the pay-per-views or the, you know, the Raw afterwards or something. Um, So, I mean, I, I'm thinking... Carmelo's gonna win this match. Um and I think he should. I I have stated this before. I mean, okay, you know, go ahead and finish this feud with Carmelo, and then he should be up in the main roster. So hopefully that's what they do, but you know, we'll see. Um and the last thing that, that I that I really liked on NXT was the Dijack stuff, man. It was just um different. Yeah,
0: very something different.
1: outside of the ring, you know. It's like um, something out so of so a
0: yeah. movie, pretty much, too. We you talked hit, about right, that all Right, year.
1: So yeah, yeah, I enjoyed that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, again, NXT continues to be very consistent, um, which yep. is what we have mentioned over the last several weeks. Um, with Braun <laughs> Breaker, um, it's still you know uncertain to what his future lies in regards to his main roster. Uh, exactly. Not really his debut, since he's been on the main roster before. But when right. he returns to the main roster, um, but this heel character, man, it's just you could tell. You, you can tell the difference just like it doesn't take a, a rocket scientist to figure out when somebody is really in their element, right? Yeah. It, it's just, and I see that with Braun Breaker. I see a lot more confidence in his, in his promos. And just like, it's just everything, even the physicality that he's bringing with these like assaults with Carmelo Hayes and, and <laughs> yeah. trick. I mean, the spears are just like devastating. It's like, again, like even from, just from last week, that spear that, uh, that Carmelo Hayes took, it's like the soul mm-hmm. just was out of this guy's fucking body. I mean, it's serious. It's, it's, it's that insane. Um, the spear that he took at spring break. And so, I mean, there's a lot of potential in regards to this character. Um, you know, what the future is or what the future holds, I should, I should say for Braun Breaker, you know, remains to be seen, but, um, you know, and there was, and, and to kind of end it, this was like a funny little segment, um, you know Wesley was a part of. He's doing a shtick with uh, um, yeah. what's what's that faction name? I can't uh, think of his name. Uh, it's Joey Gacy. I know the leader of that, Joey Gacy, and uh, the Rock's Schism. daughter. Um, Schism, right? Schism, yes, yeah, Schism, Schism. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they're involved with some shtick with Wesley. Here's the thing with Wesley. I'm gonna put people on blast for the for those who who watch NXT. Uh, Wesley, he, he's not it, bro. I'm sorry. I, I I see him cut a promo yester last yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but like he finished cuts his, cutting his promo, and like nobody even budged out of their seat. There was one woman that just clapped, and she's like, she's just like looking around, like, oh, nobody's <laughs> no, <it's> clapping. <laughs> it, dude, it was bad, dude. It was yeah. really, really bad. Like, yes, he's a great wrestler. All right, we yeah. all respect, we all we all respect Wesley. But guys, there's nothing. There's nothing intriguing about the dude. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I haven't been on board with Carmelo Hayes, or not Carmelo Hayes, but Wesley. I mean, Carmelo Hayes is also honestly similar to that category. But again, that's a different story for a different day for Carmelo. But Wesley, man, there's just something that's just missing with him because nothing seems to be clicking. Yes, he puts on banger matches, but that's it. There's nothing different about Wesley than a Ricochet or a Mustafa. Nothing. You know, and that that, and and yeah. When I I, uh,
1: when I went to the pay per view uh, back a few months ago, that was really my. um, I mean, I I think I'd seen him a time or two before, but seeing him live, oh yeah, dude's fantastic. And so, yeah, I've been kind of watching him, you know, the past couple months, and yeah, it just the in ring work stuff is is great. Yeah, absolutely. Um, But the character, the promos, yeah, um, no, just not a whole lot there.
0: No, absolutely not. So that's so that situation there. And then the last thing, too, there was a backstage segment where uh, and I don't know the name of this tag team, but they were known as Hank and Tank. Uh, Brian, I talked about this before we got on here, too. They were backstage with Josh. Br- I believe this is what their names are. This is another tag team that was backstage um Jansen that that's their his last name and then Josh Briggs or something along those lines I apologize if I'm botching that yeah. uh, but they were in a they, they were in a feud or a little uh, bit of a storyline at it one another there was like a love triangle relationship there in regards to another like a female wrestler or whatever I think her name is mm-hmm. Kiana James um, yeah. and now they're back together as a team and they mentioned how like you know feuding uh, or fighting one another was the best thing that could ever happen to us. And then they, they walk off the scene and then tank like taps on Hank's shoulders. Like, Hey, like we should do that. He's like, what are you talking about? He's like next week. Like we should legit just go in the middle of the ring and just beat the hell out of one another. Like this is going to make us a, a, a good tag team. Like we need to be like peanut butter and jelly, like mashed potatoes and gravy clothes. Like let's just go out there and just beat the hell out of one another. And Hank's like, all right, let's do it and i'm like shit well i'm actually on board with that (laughs) i mean that's better that's the better way to set up a match than freaking shinsuke nakamura and the Miz. i mean holy shit seriously right i mean am i wrong about that seriously um so (laughs) that just intrigued me i don't i again i don't know why um just little things like that and just the way you set up a match like that so sure um and i will watch that match by the way so that so that's gonna happen so again uh but yeah, man. Again, I keep telling this to, to everybody that watches this podcast. If you're not watching NXT, go freaking watch NXT. It may not you know over the last few weeks it hasn't been great, but they'll give you consistency. Something that you know yeah. SmackDown and Monday Night Raw is just not giving you. Um, if you if you know you've seen this podcast, you know we break down these shows with Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. At least since WrestleMania, they have not been giving you that consistency. At least mm-hmm. you'll get that from NXT. So shout out to Shawn Michaels, shout out to William Regal, everybody from NXT um, as they continue to do work as well uh, with NXT Battleground. We'll, of course, we'll talk a lot about that uh, once that time comes. And now, Brian, finally, let us dive into AEW Dynamite. Let us dive straight into it. There's a lots to talk about in this show, so we're going to save it um, as we review this show by the match, by the segment. Let's do it, baby. AW Dynamite, May 17th, 2023, live in Austin, Texas. The show starts off hour number one with your TNT champion, Wardlow. His music hits. He enters the ring. Uh, He calls out Christian Cage straight from the jump. He's just like, you know, he says something along the lines of like, you know, come out here and spin in my face or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And Christian Cage's music hits alongside, of course, Luchasaurus. They hit the ring. Christian Cage does go tries to go spin in the face. He's about to like freaking legit <laughs> right. like straighten his face, spin it, spin in his face, right? And Wardlow grabs Christian by the throat. Luchasaurus then interferes, and they exchange blows. You know, Wardlow and Luchasaurus. Uh, Wardlow goes for his power bond symphony to Christian. Luchasaurus creates a slight distraction for Christian to hit a low blow to Wardlow, and then this is where. Christian and Luchasaurus just beat the holy shit out of this guy. (laughs) Uh, Christian, he attacks Wardlow with a ladder. Uh, Luchasaurus then hits a choke slam, and Christian hits a kill switch onto two separate ladders, leaving Wardlow laying and Christian and Luchasaurus standing tall. Uh, Wardlow challenges. This was a few segments ago later on in the show. Uh, Wardlow is in the trainer's room. Um, All amplified, all pissed off as he challenges Christian at double or nothing um, in a ladder match. You know, you kind of saw that pretty much coming with the whole ladder exchange. um, And that will be for the TNT title, of course, again, at double or nothing. So, Brian, I'm going to let you have the floor, my man. Your thoughts of this opening segment?
1: Um. I'm in the middle with it. Um I you know, I like the idea of of Wardlow and Christian, um, you know, that feud. Uh, I will say with with this segment. Um, I, I don't know, man. I thought there were a lot of botches just with the moves and whether the camera angle angle called it at the wrong time. just it was obvious like stuff wasn't connecting and and so it, it kind of it, it, it was just sloppy. Mm. Um, you know, could it be good? Yeah. Um, and I still I, I do want to want to see this feud, but man, a ladder match—I just don't know. Um, you know, Christian obviously you know has a a fantastic history with ladder matches, but yeah, I, I don't know saying, that yeah. I want to mm-hmm. see him at fifty, you know, fifty-five years old, whatever he is. Um, is he fifty yet, or is he late forties? I don't know. Um,
0: um, I'm sure he's getting close to that. I would, I, I would either say. way. I
1: mean, 20 years ago. Yes. Fantastic. 20 years later. Uh, I just, I don't think he needs to be in that type of match. And and generally with a big guy like Wardlow, like you don't need to see them in a, in a match like that either. Um, yeah. So I, I think it has, <laughs> I'll put it this way. It has more potential to, to cause injury or do harm to either one of those guys um then then come out looking good, not that it not that it can't um and absolutely could and be fantastic uh, but I think it's just an unnecessary risk overall. you you don't have yeah. to have those two guys in a ladder match. Um, but that, that's what we're gonna get and uh I don't, we'll see how it goes. Um, but I do like the feud I just thought, I don't. Know, last night, I don't know if it was a chemistry thing or just being off or whatever. But probably
0: a chemistry thing. If I had to guess, it, it, it just
1: didn't look good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, here. Well, here's the thing. And, and you're definitely not wrong because it was definitely sloppy. So you're definitely not wrong in that aspect. Um, and by the way, Christian Cage is 49 years old. So he will, he will yeah. turn 50 on November 30th. Um, mm-hmm. He will be 50 years old. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean, here's the thing with this ladder match. I mean, obviously, there's going to be a lot of just just schmozery and effery that's going to, you know, kind of protect. Luchasaurus
1: will be involved. Luchasaurus
0: will be involved. Arn Anderson will be involved. and Everything yeah. in between, you know.
1: Man, keep Arn away from that fucking ladder. Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> right. Ooh, boy. You do not need to see him. <laughs> all, he he needs is this glo-
0: all he needs is that Glock, man. That's, that's all he pretty much needs you know, at the end of the day. So. <laughs> right. But, yeah. Um, but so here, here's what I'll say. You're, you're definitely not wrong in regards with Christian. Is it necessary to put a 49 year old guy that's clearly well at, at the end of his prime, uh, to be in a, in a ladder match, but you still put for, on a
1: great match for sure.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and is it, you know, but I'm willing to give somebody like Christian who has that history with ladder matches, the benefit of the doubt, to be honest. And he, sure. and he has been delivering decent work. Um, yep. so at least um, I don't trust a W to get it right, but in regards to Christian in letting the match work, I, tr- I trust him in that aspect.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I'm just glad Brian that, you know, first of all, you start the night off with a, with actually a, 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 a segment like this. I mean, again, how many right. times do we watch a, a dynamite show? You just go right into orange Cassidy's theme music every single fucking week. Um, so, but, and we always talk about too. The TNT championship just feeling just not important. I mean, we, of course, we always talk about this title just flipping like it's freaking, you know, pieces of candy, like it's Skittles. Like, here, you, you get this title shot, you get this title shot. Everybody just gets a title shot. Yeah. So, if, if you're going to somewhat make, you know, people interested in this match, then, you know, develop segments like this. You know, you exactly. don't really see AW Dino or AW and Tony Khan put out segments like this that involve the TNT championship. So, you know, f- I mean, I'm, I just screened myself like, finally, like this is what, these are the segments that you should have been getting since the TNT title fucking existed. <laughs> sure. You know, it, it's just so in, in that aspect, and I'm glad that we're not getting Luchasaurus and Wardlow. I, I think that was kind of a recipe for disaster. You put in a vet like Christian, especially in the latter match. And I get his age and yeah. everything, but I, I, I truly believe they're going to make the match work um was this segment great no was it sloppy yeah um but was it decent it was a, it was decent I'm not yeah. uh, you, know, they, you know they it's still it, it still accomplished what it needs to get accomplished. I'll it, take it, that, that.
1: over orange Cassidy starting the night <laughs> exactly. sure.
0: right yeah and again I I, I don't want to be the one accepting the bare minimum here but again this is this is I'm just comparing what we've seen from aew. Right. and this TNT title compared to now. This is how the TNT title should have been booked since it's existed like freaking years ago. Um mm-hmm. and just continue this, man. Keep involving Wardlow in these segments. He doesn't have to do an open challenge. I like every now and then seeing him beat up a freaking jobber. That's always freaking into- I always sure. love jobber matches and shit. But when you do it every week, it's just like, okay, what like what is what is this leading to? Like what the fuck are we doing? But yeah. this segment, yeah, I, I mean, Christian's not going to win that title. We all, we all know that. Even though, who knows, Tony Khan can just pull a freaking fast one and just give Christian that TNT title. But for the most part, if, if you know, just thinking rationally, Wardlow's going to win. This is most likely going to defend this title. Um, and yeah, you know, I, I, I don't. Again, it, it, like you said, Brian, it, it's better than Orange Cassidy starting off the show. It's just, and again, this is what gets people hooked. You know, again, was it great? Could I come up with, can me and you come up with better ways to to do this segment? Of course we could. But again, just from what we've seen from the TNT title in, in the way it's been booked, we'll take this. And hopefully, hopefully it gets better. Right. But like we always say, baby steps, man, baby steps. And speaking of Orange Cassidy, here, come. <laughs> um, here, here he comes. <laughs> With his backpack, with his fucking sunglasses, and, you know, like he's straight out of you know he's he's coming out of junior high for the last time. It was every I'm sure it was everybody's last day of school and all that shit, right? Um, you know, he hits the ring. He's in a match, um, t- uh, teaming with Darby Allen. Yes, guys, Darby Allen. Yeah. And Versus Big Bill and Lee Moriarty. Um, I guess the firm is no longer a thing because uh Hathaway uh was not at ringside or whatever, so I don't know what that situation is with the firm or whatever. But uh, this tag match was 10 minutes in length. Darby hits a Canadian destroyer to Big Bill. And I'm just like,
1: I'm, what the fuck?
0: What? Guys, who are we fooling here? Like Darby, I, how like... much does Darby Allen do you think? Uh, how much does Darby Allen one fifty. Like a 150 counts. at best, maybe like soaking wet, probably. And yeah. Big Bill is probably what? Probably... 280, 300? Yeah, I would say maybe close to like 270, 280, I want to say so. Like, yeah. I like like what in what fucking reality would somebody like Darby <laughs> Allen hitting a Canadian destroyer? It's a fucking big bill. Like I legit laughed. I was like, I was like, are we serious, dude? I yeah. couldn't believe it. Oh my god, it's just say. Hey, but hey, it's it's the it's the world of AEW. So you yeah. know, I mean, I mean, shit. We've seen people like Braun Strowman and freaking. Brock Lesnar get rolled up in WWE so shoot if yeah. you know why not AEW's like hey if you know Big Bill can take a Canadian destroyer to freaking Darby what what harm is it gonna do because <laughs> yeah. no one's gonna say shit they're just gonna be wow by the move anyway so yeah. but yeah I just saw that and I was just like what the fuck man like what <laughs> Jesus Christ um Orange Cassidy hits an orange punch uh to Big Bill followed by a coffin drop to Lee Moriarty and the, and Darby wins the match via a headlock takedown um and wins the <laughs> match. And yeah, I- interesting. I, I and it was obviously, you know, of course, I get it, guys, it was a message delivered to MJF. MJF, yeah. So I, I don't know, man. I, I just why is Darby Allen in a in a tag match with all of these people that have nothing to do with 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 his world title match that he's got coming up. I, I just don't understand some of these tag matches. Like, yeah. if nothing else happened, I'm like, oh, like the headlock takedown, and then the segment ends and we just go backstage. I just, again, I don't understand what this accomplished, and I'm just baffled. <laughs> I mean, obviously you knew Darby Allen was going to be the one t- getting the pin. Uh, sure. or winning this match because he has that that title match. You can't just have... Orange Cassidy just freaking win the match for the team. That would just be weird. Um, And, you know, but I I don't know, Brian, I really don't know. Um, It's just this whole, this whole fatal four way match. Yes. Is it going to be a good match? Yeah. But it's like, we've spoke about this for weeks, Brian, it's not needed. It's not going to like, we know MJF is going to retain the title. You, You could be doing many other things with, darby jungle boy sammy guevara and that aspect that that they don't have to take a devastating l on a grand stage that Mm. we know that they're not going to win the title so it just none of it makes any sense and nothing about the that match that got me excited you know like like what's getting me excited about this tag match that says oh i have to watch this fatal four-way match now it it doesn't so uh brian your, your thoughts in regards to this tag match
1: yeah, this was probably one of the if not the most just overall confusing parts of the night. Like it just why is Darby tagging with Orange Cassidy doesn't make sense. Um and throughout the match, like there was a point earlier on in the match where oh gosh, they must have did like uh like ten different like roll switching roll ups for one counts. <laughs> It was just ridiculous. Uh, like you had mentioned yeah. before, Darby hitting yeah. a Canadian destroyer on Big Bill. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And, and then <laughs> I, I challenge anybody, any, anybody in the Ruthless Talk community, man, if you can search the internet and find a, a, a lamer finisher than the Coffin Drop, please show us. It's just, as a finisher, it's just horrible. Um. Yeah. So the whole match, it it was what it was. I didn't really care. Um, Big Bill. I mean, yeah, I don't know why they changed his name. It, it it made it now he just sounds like a. You might as well just call him Big Dumbass out there. I don't know, man. You got um, big Show, and then you got Big Bill. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, but but I, I, again, as far as like you know. If if you want to have like a a a big heavyweight division, right? Yeah, I mean, no you got idea. you got Luchasaurus, you got Wardlow, Powerhouse Hobbs, Big Bill has never been even near any of those guys. Samoa no. Joe and he's uh, why? Just, he's <laughs>
0: just attached to the hip to Lee Moriarty because they yeah, were in a faction um, called the Firm, and I don't know if that's a thing anymore, which is just weird. But yeah. You know, you it's like big. You had Big Swall, remember Big Swall? Everybody from (laughs) that female wrestler, Big Swole, who I believe is dating Cedric Alexander over in WWE. Um, What what else? Weird names again. You had like the Big Show, of course. With like all these weird, like how can I take somebody seriously? Called is like, oh, uh, who's who's wrestling in this match? Oh, that's Big Bill.
1: Big Bill. (laughs) I mean, I mean, it's so it just the first thing I think Uh. of is like like some nineteen sixties western shit. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah, it's silly. Like I you know, I, I feel like even in his time in WWE, I mean the guy I don't know. I mean he's he's decent. I, I, and I think he has more in him, more potential in him. Maybe I'm wrong. I I don't know. But uh just I, I don't it feels like he's kind of just being wasted there. Um Yeah. Yeah. And and then again, you know, he kinda yeah, does it? You know, as much as like kind of, you know, WWE and Vince McMahon is always looking for the giant. AEW is almost the opposite of that. I mean, they got some big guys, but um, they definitely don't put the same amount of of stock in the big guy that WWE does. And not that they should, but I, I think it could do more with. Um, I'm going to call him Morrissey, man. Morrissey he should have stuck with Morrissey like that Mm -hmm. was a a pretty decent name for him Mm -hmm. big bill the hell out of here (laughs) that sucks so yeah those are my like this whole thing this whole match the the match the tag team you're pairing together it just yeah yeah, none of it made sense
0: no I feel you man I feel you up next the young bucks are backstage in a brawl with the Blackpool Combat Club, the BCC leave the Bucks laying. Um, they fr- frick! I don't know if it was Matt or Nick Jackson, but they had like their suitcases or whatever, or they had like their 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 luggage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the BCC show up behind them and they chuck their they chuck their suitcases at them. Freaking both of them did it. Wheeler yeah. Yuta just got struck straight in the face. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was like pretty like the way. I, again, I don't know if it was Matt. Or- I think it was Nick Jackson that threw it. And it happened, I don't know if, if, if Wheeler Utah was able to get his hands up, but like, Jesus Christ, it went straight for his freaking head. I was like, oh my God, man. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, so the BCC, they leave the Bucks laying. Um, and Mox, you know, he says, finishing off the segment, we are the elite in this business. And that is not the last time you're going to see the Bucks or the Blackpool Combat Club in the show. We're going to go uh, or talk a lot more about that, but we'll we'll save that for uh, for for the main event for the end of the second hour. Up next, with Sammy Guevara uh, wins a thirty second uh, squash match via the GTH. Sammy Guevara, he cuts a sixty second baby face promo, and that's that's it. Yeah. So, yeah, very. I, I don't know if this is like. You know, people are also saying like, "Oh, like he's cutting the babyface promo because he's trying to, I guess, to 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 trick everyone or to trick uh, Darby and and Jungle Boy, thinking that you know, oh, like MJF's reign of terror needs to come to an end, and maybe they they pull the wool over everyone's eyes, and he's going to be aligned with MJF for most of the match." Guys, I I don't know, like like is 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 Guevara just going through a fucking like a, like a midlife crisis or some <laughs> shit. Like this, this dude is like, he, he was uh he was a heel and he hated and he hated MJF. He was a heel and now he's best buddies with MJF because of the money. And now he's cutting a baby face for, I don't know. It was something also involving with the crowd in Austin, Texas and his relationship with that. It just seems weird to do. I mean, I right. get the history guys. I understand that, but I thought that this dude was supposed to be a heel and now he's cut. I mean, I I think I've seen this dude turn baby face and heel over the, (laughs) probably a gazillion times. I mean, dude, he's making, he's giving Charlotte Flair a run for his mind. It's it's I don't guys. It's just weird. Again, I understand if he's like, you know, if he's, you know, faking it and the, and he's like, you know, Oh, he's just pretending to be the baby, but still guys like I you, you can't tell me we can't do better and it's just, it's like, again, it's same thing we talked about with Darby in the tag match. Like, is this getting me more excited about the, the, the fatal four-way match? The answer's no guys. I, I'm just being, again, I'm just being honest. Um, Sammy Guevara wins a 32nd, uh, you know, squash match. That's great for him um, against, you know, whatever job. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and he cuts this baby face promo. It was actually not bad. Actually, it wasn't mm-hmm. a bad little promo. I mean, we talked about with also Sammy Guevara in, rec- in in regards to the pillars. You know, MJF is way up here, and the other three are down here. But you know, Sammy Guevara is slightly above water in re- in, in regards to those other two. So, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't know. I I, I really don't. But uh, Brian, your thoughts in regards to Sammy, um, his squash match and his baby face promo that he cut.
1: Um, yeah, I, I thought it was a little weird having him have a squash match. Um you know, yeah, was, yeah. I don't know. Pads might be turning here. I, I'm still like I still think MJF is gonna retain the title, but mm-hmm. you can see the baby face turn here for for Guevara. Yeah.
0: Um
1: which if you said, you know, going forward, you know, if you set up a where Guevara is the is the everybody knows he's the babyface, he is the babyface. And he has this feud with MJF. That, that could be good. Yeah. Um yeah, and as and we'll that's... see, you know, kinda it, it goes through, you know, the rest of the show. There's there's a, a possibility that maybe Guevara comes out of this with the title, and that kind of that, that solidifies his face turn and sets up the feud for MJF. I don't
0: they better not do I, that I wouldn't shit, do man. it
1: i think the execution of what how they're, i don't see it because he still hasn't addressed like the jas stuff right i mean yeah there's mm-hmm. a lot they're leaving undone
0: yeah um, i would not that would no absolutely if they brian if they do that shit then oh my fucking god dude it there's there's no way you can do that There there's no freaking way because because here's the thing too if this is if you want to turn Sammy Guevara face, if this is the Sammy Guevara that you want to showcase, then why not just have Sammy versus MJF? Right? Why are we involving two other motherfuckers into this situation that don't need to be in this, and they're not even ready for this situation? They're not ready mm-hmm. to be in this main event nor for competing for this fucking title, guys. They're just not. You guys can argue with me. You guys could call me an asshole, a schmuck. I don't. I don't give a fuck. They're not freaking ready at all Sammy Guevara again like we said he's slightly above those two if you want to do a feud that's again I would not have Sammy Guevara win the title regardless but if you can do it in a way where it could really help Guevara in the process even in a losing effort then yeah do that but again we're still getting we're getting the fatal four-way match so I, I don't I don't That's, know. I, you
1: know, like before, I, you know, I was, you know, pretty much, you know, hundred percent. You know, MJ, MJF's winning this now. Eh, maybe seventy percent. I don't know. There's a mm-hmm. chance.
0: Yeah, dude. If if they, bro, I will, I will go berserk if that fucking <laughs> shit happens. No, ser- like seriously, I, I will legit. If MJF loses that freaking title, I will, I will fucking lose it. You, you heard it from me, guys. I will fucking lose it. Whenever we do the, the double or nothing review, I will go fucking nuts if MJF loses <laughs> that fucking title. Just m- mark my words on that. Up next, we had FTR as well as Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and the uh, AEW tag title situation. So uh, Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal, they their music hits. They hit the ring. FTR attacks them at the stage. They, ta- they, they push... Uh, um, what's his name's? Uh, sing he off the yeah. off the stage, and he goes through a table. Uh, FTR, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, they come to blows. They bring the fight to the ring. FTR looks to hit the Goodnight Express. They have they have Jeff Jarrett, you know, by himself. He's struggling to get to his feet. <laughs> and guys, Jeff Jarrett's wife, Karen she comes up from behind and low blows cash Wheeler. And now, you know, lethal and Jeff Jarrett. Now they have the upper hand. They, they, uh, uh, Sanjay had two guitars in his hand. They both give it to, uh, he gives it to, uh, lethal and Jeff Jarrett and they both smash it over the heads of FTR. And yeah, lethal Jeff Jarrett, uh, uh, Satnam Singh, Sanjay, as well as Karen, <laughs> all stand tall um, with the um, AEW tag titles as FTR is left laying in the middle of the ring. Yeah, guys, Karen Jarrett made her, right. I guess you could say that's her de- uh, her debut, <laughs> her AEW yeah. day, whatever that shit is. But yeah. Um, yeah, Brian, I'll have you start, my man, your thoughts on this segment
1: uh overall dude great pro wrestling segment man it was fucking awesome dude yeah um you know from from ftr coming out there you know pushing satin i off off the off the table uh you know brawling back and forth you know the the heels finally get the upper hand and and fu- the the guitars just all of it man just it was just a great pro wrestling segment, man. I mean, yes. that's that's the best thing I can say about it. It's it was yeah,
0: no, um, it was good solid. storytelling.
1: It's continuing the story that's that's being being told here. Yeah, um, yeah. You add another character now, uh, Double J's wife. Uh, yeah, it just this is and has been for the past few weeks one of the best parts of AEW is this yeah. feud.
0: Mm -hmm. and yeah and that's the thing too you know and this is what even for FTR and and I'm going to get into Jeff Jarrett Lethal and Karen in just a second um you know we talked about as well with FTR like how as of late on AW Dynamite television they just have not been relevant sure they were winning titles all over the globe they were winning the, Mm -hmm. the IWGP tag titles the ROH tag titles and everything else in between but in, but AW Television, they have not done a fucking thing. Right. It's just the reality; they were in nothing relevant, and now finally they're in something. They're finally in something that's 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 relevant, that's intriguing to watch. And I mm-hmm. know, and you know, and Brian, and you know, it's, and you know, this is coming. You know, you're going to hear people bitch about it because it's Jeff Jarrett, and they don't want, they don't know why he's even on television, um, and, and going after a title. Again, guys, like the same. I goes for Christian Cage. Like who else, as of right now, like I mean, FTR they just won those titles. Like who the fuck are you mm-hmm. gonna put in there? Top like top flight, fucking butcher in the blade. Like that need uh, that need victories and need momentum. It's not gonna do any harm to Jeff Jarrett or Jay Lethal, regardless. So what the fuck are people talking about? Yeah, it, because it's because they just don't like Jeff Jarrett being on their television. Guys, that's just an ignorant. That's just being fucking ignorant. And that's just it's just ridiculous. Um, yeah. I mean we we've been wanting FTR to have something, and they're not only that, but they're holding the AW tag titles. They're on AW Dynamite television consistently, and they're in a decent freaking story. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean this is I mean I, this is what I Brian have been itching for to give something to FTR and finally Absolutely, they're getting you it. Too. You know, I get it, guys. It's you know they're they're you know they're more about you know their their style is more of just about the wrestling and you know we loved like their matches over overseas with you know holding the IWGP titles and the ROH titles. You know they're wrestlers but guys again professional wrestling is one I would say history.
1: I mean yes they're they're known as wrestlers but also I, I, I feel like there's a generation of wrestlers and wrestling fans that have forgotten or lost the art of storytelling within wrestling. Yeah. Like, yes. It's wrestling, but you're supposed to be telling a story as well.
0: Yes, exa- exactly. <laughs> but, but we're so, we're so fixated on bangers and yeah. great freaking wrestling matches. It's just like, we, you come across stuff like this and it's just, and then people shit all over. It's like, like what the fuck do people want? I, I, I yeah. don't. I don't understand it. It, it makes no freaking sense. And then yeah, with I'll be honest with you, Brian. I freaking I I freaking marked when I saw Karen, I saw Karen Jarrett. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> I thought that was. I thought that shit was freaking awesome. Yeah, she low blows, freaking cash. Um, yeah, and then and you know and and I talked about as well with Mark Briscoe. Sure, can Mark Briscoe be doing something? You know you know, something else on his own on a W television? sure he could be. Um, but I think this, and the more I think about this too, Brian, as well, even though I am a little bit, you know, on the fence in regards to that, you know, this does put, um, you know, Mark Briscoe in a situation to where, you know, people, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of wrestling fans that don't watch ROH. I'm sure there's a lot of right. wrestling fans that don't know Mark Briscoe at all. Well, you put him in this situation on dynamite television and now you're, intro- you're finally introducing him into finally a storyline. I mean, he's just been in mm-hmm. weird tag matches. He he had that one match with Jay Lethal. Now, I mean, that was that, that was a nice little touching little moment. That was obviously of the the whole Jay Briscoe Jay Briscoe's yeah. passing and everything like that. But outside of that, this this dude has not been in anything since he's officially joined AEW, hasn't been done, doing anything. But now you put him in in this this feud between FTR Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal and it's working yep. <laughs> it's freaking working and, and like you said Brian you it's, it's one of the best positive lights out of the show and, yeah. and of this company I mean people want to freaking bash us for saying that but guys like what else outside of Omega and and, and the Blackpool Combat Club and maybe MJF what, what else is there like what yeah. else is getting you that? I mean, Chris Jericho and Adam Cole—that's starting to, you know, st- start starting to make like that a conversation. We're gonna get into them in the second hour. But guys, like, just because it's Jeff Jarrett, like, why are we just shitting? Like, because he's old? Because he's going after a tag title? He's not gonna fucking win it. <laughs> yeah. We know that. We know that Christian, for the most part, is not gonna win the title. So they just Wardlow just won the TNT title. FTR just won the tag titles. What harm is this doing? <laughs> S- seriously, yeah, this is their first title defense. You know, we got to get the TNT title to start feeling relevant. You got to get FTR's freaking, their feud, their, their reign getting going. This is a perfect way to start. Again, Brian, people, this, this community and, and this freaking, this, this obsession with just great wrestling matches is fucking, it, it, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, because I know it's coming. I haven't heard it from from people, but I just know that he's coming across this, the, the, this this segment, people are gonna shit on it. I just know that there's gonna yeah. be people that are gonna be like, "What the fuck is this?" And it just pisses me off, man. Because I don't know what else people are are asking for. I I, I really don't. But but yeah, man. But yeah, I'll solid. Close it out with segment. Mark
1: birth code, man. Um, I I love the way they're doing the Mark Briscoe thing here. Yeah, Um,
0: absolutely. And here's
1: why. Because, look, real life happened. Um, So, you know, I I don't blame the guy. In fact, I I would encourage the guy. Like, he probably should have taken a couple months off, go be with his family, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now you're introducing him, you know, in this feud where he's going to be a special referee. Um, Now, of course, it's going to... The ter- determining factor is going to be the payoff, but yeah. I'm hoping, and I think this is what they're planning to do is like, yeah, this is kind of the introduction and then coming off the pay-per-view. Now we're going to see Mark, you know, more involved in storylines or on week- a week to week basis. I think, I hope, um, but yeah, if that's the way they're doing it and you know, it's been a slow build. Well, yeah, the guy's brother died. So yeah, I, I, I think this playing into the storyline is fantastic. Absolutely. Yeah,
0: 100%. Very well said. Yep. To end our number one, so Tony Khan makes the announcement um, about AEW collision and stuff. We kind of knew that already pretty much, especially what we heard from the past several hours um, leading up to this show as well as some upcoming events. For later on in the summer, he announces all of that stuff. Um, as well as to end our number one, we have a tag match uh, with the ladies. This was um, Hikaru Shida and Britt Baker versus Ruby Soho and Tony Storm. Now, this was originally supposed to be a six-woman tag. However, Jamie Hayter has developed some sort of an injury. Um, and apparent Again, I don't know... If if it's uh, again, I haven't read too much into it. All I know that I just hear that is she's just injured and she's not competing in this, uh, and, and she just wasn't there, um, and she's not competing at all this week. So I don't know what the situation was, what the situation is with that. I have to look more into that. Um, but yeah, so the tag match: Sheeta Britt Baker versus Soho and Tony Storm. Soraya is, of course, at ringside, she creates a slight distraction, um, and then Soho t- tosses. Tony Storm that spray paint and she sprays it in the eyes of Britt Baker's face. Uh, Tony Storm hits the Storm Zero uh, for the W, and the Outcast stand tall. And that is your segment. That is your match.
1: <sighs> Here, uh, yeah, I feel you, man.
0: Here's what. Here's what I'll say. It's just. I don't know where we're going with this. Dude, I, that's exactly only, what the, I got. The only thing that I can, the only thing that's keeping me somewhat intrigued or at least somewhat intrigued of this is again. And I spoke about this for the past several weeks, Jamie Hader and Britt Baker, you know, cause, cause here's the thing with the outcast: It's just like, like what is the end goal with the outcast like is one of them just going to win the titles like i don't think any one of th- any three of them are over right now to win that fucking title nor right. to be honest should they <laughs> like and and then tony storm later on in the night she challenged jamie Hater for that AEW women's championship so i i guess again i guess the injury is a work and maybe it was, there was a slight minor injury maybe she is injured. And it's not as serious to where she's only she can take off for about a week and she'll be fine next week in a double or nothing, maybe. Um, but but again, it's a rematch because mm-hmm. we saw the same. This is the same person that Jamie Hayter took the title from not too long ago. Right. And now you're having this person face the same woman that she beat for the title. I, I again, I don't know what what is getting accomplished or what we what the end goal is here um I- i'm sure I- i'm sure at some point maybe long term you're gonna see brit and jamie hater um collide heads which i would be down to see if it makes sense if it's done properly mm-hmm. yep. but in regards to the outcasts because here's the thing too with this with this feud and brian i'll send this off to you in just a second here i, I don't believe that this feud between brit and jamie hater even needs the title you know what I'm saying? Like, I yeah, sure. and if that's the case, if you're going to put the title on one of the Outcasts, like, it, like what's that? Is that going to solve? Is that going to help anybody? Like, is yeah. anybody that, is anybody from the Outcasts right now? Ruby Soho. I mean, listen, we love Ruby Soho, but her holding on to the women's title, right? Guys, come on, stop. Soraya. No, I'm, I am mean, maybe when she debuted, if, she, if her momentum was done properly when she debuted, maybe. And then Tony Storm, she just won the title. So what sense would that freaking make? So if that's the case, then in regards to your women's championship. So if that's the case, then Jamie Hayter needs to still hold on to this title. But if that's the case as well, where do the outcasts go from here? Because they're supposed to yeah. be this dominant faction. So that's what I mean, guys, about where we're going with this i you know unless because to me you could have just saved this six woman tag and had it made it fun at double or nothing but then you've already wasted a i I don't know man it's just everything about this is so weird and it's kind of uh it's really not surprising because we always talk about this women's division just kind of just kind of getting the short end of the stick pretty much Mm -hmm. um and again that's no fault to their own it's just the booking, but. But yeah, that that's that's really that's really all I got honestly, at least at least as of right now. But uh Brian, go ahead man, your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I have the same thought thoughts as you. Just where is this going? Um you know, it, it seems like this whole storyline involving these five women, um speaking of Brit, Hater, uh Soho, Saya and Tony Storm and now I guess if you want to throw Sheeta in there, like the whole thing revolves around the woman's title, but I feel like out of every segment, every match combination that we've had, I feel like we've seen hater the least out of all of them, you know? Yeah. What and she's your woman. makes shirt. it kind of weird. <laughs> right. Um, just like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I just, um, uh, there's a lot of potential here with, with all these women, but I just don't know where it's going. Um, so I really can't comment more than that. I mean, it was, it was a pretty good match. Um, yeah. It was actually
0: it actually was a decent tag. Actually, yeah, the, the women yeah. usually, at least as of late, they've been doing better in tags than they for have sure. been in one on one, to be honest with you. I mean, if you guys again, don't take my word for it, go back and watch some women's matches in AEW. When it comes to tag matches, they perform better. I don't know if that's just more of a, a better way to develop chemistry or I don't know. But it's just that's yeah. just at least from what I've seen, I mean their performances with the women are just been better in tag matches. (laughs) I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's so weird. This, I mean, you had a really cool segment last week with Sheeta, and like, okay, you could, Mm -hmm. okay, this is where you, 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 you put the match for double or nothing or even though it's weird that Jamie Hader is holding onto a title and she's been irrelevant and she's not even, there's no definitive challenger for her ever right. since she's really won it. She's had yep. random fucking matches on Dynamite, like open challenges or just random matches against, uh, well, I think she's faced even Ruby Soho before in the past. She's faced um, Riho, Riho as well. As even I think Sheeta as well, maybe. Sky okay. Blue. Sky Blue, yeah. It's just like, and I'm like, where are we going with this woman? Like, yeah. wh- what are we doing with this title reign? It makes no it makes no sense. So I, I don't know. Again, the only thing that's, that's keeping me hopeful is Britt Baker and, and Jamie Hader and a potential feud there, because that Same. that has tremendous potential in its own right. Uh, when, when did they, when did they finally go full throttle with it? And there may, remains to be seen, but, um, but yes, yeah, so that, that's pretty much all I got in regards to that. Just everything about it just, is just weird. And I don't know, I don't know where they're going with it. So I guess we'll find out (laughs) our number two starts off with Chris Jericho, the demo God versus uh, Roderick strong in a falls count anywhere match match time in length was 14 minutes. Total Uh, Roderick strong attacks Jericho before the bell even rings Uh, during picture in picture, the fight escalates through the crowd, you know, and then into the concession area um freaking jericho delivers suplex delivers a suplex through a a table in the concession area um jericho and strong are delivering chops at the edge of the stairwell of the edge or like a stairway or whatever like you know um they're delivering chops at one another like freaking uh, aubrey edwards is like counting on the stairwell freaking <laughs> handles uh right. this, this was actually fun this was actually a fun mm-hmm. little little match i'm not gonna lie um so and then and then mr softy makes an appearance freaking Roderick strong is throwing mr softy ice cream i love mr softy that's my freaking childhood by the way shout out to freaking mr softy i love that freaking ice cream it's been a minute since i've had that shit right um but yeah mr yeah they're, the freaking strong is like throwing ice cream in freaking jericho's face it's in, all in his hair and shit um yeah and then the fight Continues so yeah so Jericho's like a mess he's got ice cream all over his face and then Roderick Star Roderick Strong starts to kind of like retreat his way outside of the arena you know and Jer- and he's he's pre- he's kind of like baiting Jericho he's like he's he keeps moving away from Jericho and 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 outside of the arena and so they walk outside and Adam Cole is behind Jericho um, you know he gets involved. He hits a boom kick to Jericho and he just beats the living shit out of Jericho. Roderick Strong then wins the match via a jumping knee. They're on like this little garden area that's outside of the arena. (laughs) And yeah, uh, Roderick Strong wins the match and Jericho's just left lane in the dirt. (laughs) Um, And yes, and then uh, Cole, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong stand tall as Roderick Strong wins this match. So... Ryan, your thoughts, my man, on this False Count Anywhere match?
1: Yeah, overall, I I thought it was pretty entertaining as well. Um, Really, my only drawback is, you know how I feel about the fucking chop exchanges? They did that a number of times here. But other than that, I mean, you know, there was a couple silly little things like throwing plastic forks and, you know, the Mr. Softy stuff. I mean, it's entertainment, but... Uh, you know, I like the fact that they, you know, because this whole stipulation of the match, right, was that everybody was banned from the arena. And yeah. so, like, once they started going up, like, way up, you know, in the crowd, like, holy shit, man. Because, yeah. uh, you know, I was like, all right, this I haven't seen this in a while. This is going to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I liked it. Um, originally, I mean, I, I thought it was going to be the JAS outside and they would attack Roderick Strong, but. Um, so i i got swerved a little bit there uh, but yeah overall um I, I like it i the match was entertaining um again it fit the story um so yeah it was it was pretty good
0: yeah and um, yeah no absolutely no doubt um it was definitely it was a lot of fun to watch yeah um, and they both made it work um yep. for sure and and like you said it fits the story and everything and you kind of also knew that once they were going out, like the the whole thing about oh the, the JAS is banned from the arena or Adam Cole is banned. You kind of knew that this was gonna escalate yeah. outside of the arena, but still it, it was it was fun. Here's the one gripe I do have about this though, Brian. And it's it's very small, but so they have this false count anywhere match. It's just like there why would this be the first match as a false count? Like where can you like where else do you go with this like like, what's the match gonna be for <laughs> for for Jericho and 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 uh, and Jericho? Like you you have this major false count anywhere match with Strong, and it was entertaining. Don't get me wrong, but I wouldn't have had as the first match if that makes sense, because yeah. I don't know where else you would go with a false count anywhere match. Unless there's another bigger stipulation that they have in mind, maybe that's what I was going
1: to say. Starting off here and considering it's it's Jericho and Cole, you know, hopefully there's something you know something big they have in the works, um, which I wouldn't doubt. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, you're you're right. In, unless there is something bigger, then yeah. you know what I mean. Why yeah. start with this? Exactly.
0: Yeah. Like if like if if Jericho and Cole are just going to have a normal match at like double or nothing, <laughs> <Right. and> like. <laughs> like what what's going to be any better of that match than we just saw in this false count anywhere match like you yeah. can't top that you can't top that with what we saw in a normal match versus what we just saw against yeah. Roderick Strong it, see see what i mean so they're going to have yeah. to again maybe they have something planned that's bigger like a bigger stipulation I, I don't know what that is but it just seemed weird so i'm thinking unless maybe they have bigger plans so We'll we'll soon find out, but hey, yep. major props to uh, to Jericho and Rodrick Strong. Sure. Not bad at all, man. Not not bad at all. So again, remains to be seen of where this whole situation goes. So again, but here's the thing, though, Brian. If they just have a normal match, at double or nothing, I'm like, okay, this is you know, yeah. I, you know what I'm saying. So, but again, yep. well, remains to be seen. So, uh, but say hey, so far, you know. Adam Cole and Chris Jericho, even with the, the whole thing with Roderick Strong. And I spoke heavily about Roderick Strong being involved. I just, I just don't think it's necessary, but I mean, Hey, yeah. listen, it's, could it be better? Sure. But you know what? They're, they're making it work. And again, like we said about the TNT title and every, Hey, it's baby steps, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, again, I, 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 I hate to be the one to lower my standards just a just a little bit, but Hey, you like, you know, but we'll see, we'll, we'll see where this leads to. All right, next matchup, we have Jungle Boy, Jack Perry versus Roosh. Match time and length was 10 minutes. Roosh just, for 90% of this match, just kicks the living shit out of Jungle Boy, bro. Yeah, Dude, Roosh, I I don't know if you remember this spot, Brian. Like, Roosh hits a belly-to-belly suplex from the apron onto the floor. I thought freaking Jungle Boy, the way he landed, was going to break his fucking neck. Dude, so, I mean, this. I mean, guys. I mean, this dude, go back, yeah, go back and watch it. Like this yep. dude was like a centimeter, inch away from this dude. Stu- if because uh, you could tell right at the last second, Jungle Boy kind of lifted up his head so that way his head wouldn't take majority and his neck wouldn't take majority of the fall. Like it just from that split second, he could have been in the freaking hospital. and His career could be freaking in jeopardy. Seriously, I'm not. I'm yeah. not kidding, guys. Go back and freaking watch no,
1: it. No, it was that close.
0: I, I had to go back and watch it and cringe as well. Cause it was that yeah. I was like, Holy fuck. So that, that was, that was insane. Um, so yeah, so Roosh just continues to beat the living dog shit out of freaking uh, out of Jack Perry, uh, Roosh shoves the referee. So he's stomping onto, onto jungle boy, um, in the corner, Roosh shoves the ref and that slight distraction. Jungle boy wins this match via the awe-inspiring, the ultra devastating. Get ready for it, Brian. You know what it is. Roll up, hey, roll up finish. There you go. The roll up finish <laughs> uh, for Jungle Boy. Yeah, I uh, again similar with the with the women. man. I don't know what this like because you put Darby Allen in a weird tag, and then Jack Perry gets Ruse and gets a, gets the shit kicked out of him, and then. Sammy Guevara is just, like, sitting pretty. Oh, I got a 30-second freaking jumper match. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just, like, I don't understand how this makes Roosh, even Roosh, look good. Yeah, he dominated for most of the match. But, guys, like, I I don't understand why Jack Perry just can't win the match via a finisher or have this dude pass out or something. Like, I would that would make him look better than him taking a freaking roll-up to freaking Jungle Boy, dude. Mm-hmm. No, no offense to Jungle Boy, but
1: come on, man. I just the roll up. Not finish, to mention, not to mention, right before that, you could he pushed the referee. Right, so he shoves the referee. You would think that, that be that's being
0: a DQ. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't get it. It's like they stare heavily into each other's eyes, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's like uh, did you just shove me, motherfucker. Like I'm about to ring the bell. Like and there's like yeah. this hesitation, yeah. And then he freaking Yeah. it was just again, guys. Like and then uh, then after the match, uh, Darby Allen comes to the aid of Jungle Boy as Roosh and Preston Vance as Preston Vance, who was ten from the Dark Order, if you guys remember that, uh, was in the corner of Roosh. And then, um, so Darby Allen comes out, and then followed by Sammy Guevara. Um, all all three men take out Roosh and Preston Vance. And then all three are in like a little stare down um, as they know that it's going to be every man for themselves once they get to double or nothing. So there's your little, little bit of build there
1: <laughs> for yeah. uh,
0: for double or nothing. Um, and, and if I, I can, and if I can continue, and then Brian, I'll get to your thoughts yeah. here as MJF, just to kind of wrap things up here with the world title situation, yeah. MJF was backstage. Didn't really say anything. Renee asked, mjf a question about you know how he feels about going into double or nothing or something along those lines just smacks the fucking mic out of her (laughs) hands and just walks off the way that renee also like tells the story as a reporter like the realism Mm -hmm. that she brings to the situation i think is just spot on Um, uh her as a backstage interview interviewer is just is uh it's yeah. just really solid.
1: Um, so she, she's Renee, probably one of the best in the business right now. Seriously, like she that, she really in that is. Role.
0: Yeah. she really is in that role. She's one of the best in the business for sure. Um, yeah. Again, that was one ones signing that I, you know Tony Khan definitely got right in in that regard. So shout out to Renee Paquette, um, as well as her podcast. She does a tremendous job on her yeah on her uh, on her podcast as well. But yeah, MJF just smacks the fucking mic out of her hand and and walks off um and that's that's it so yeah Brian your thoughts in regards to jungle boy and uh or his match uh, with Rouge, as well as the post match uh, shenanigans afterwards
1: uh yeah the match it was what it was um i, I got to take this kind of as a as a whole you know telling these three stories throughout this whole show like um well first the, the most really all i have to say about the match is yeah that belly to belly Holy fuck, man. That was close. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's why w- what has got me kind of reconsidering. Like, if, I mean, there is a, a way and a story they could be going with Sammy here. Because you th- just think through this show you, you have Darby in, in the weird tag, you have Jack Perry just get destroyed, mm-hmm. and you have Sammy cut a babyface promo, have a squash match. Yeah. And then for the most part, like, he comes out. I mean, at the end of the, at, at the end, they're all kind of three standing there, but really it was Sammy that kind of eliminated everybody else. It was really yeah, yeah. mostly Sammy. Uh-huh. Um, so it's obvious that they're really trying to push Sammy push in the storyline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's just what gives me pause going into this of, of, you know, are they going to have, you know, put the It seems to me like,
0: again, I, I, there's no fucking way you can take that I don't title think from they should. But it yeah. seems to me like once they're done with this fatal four-way, Sammy Guevara could be the next person in line for a one-on-one match against yeah, him. Yeah, like yeah. Maybe they do that at, like, one of their weekly pay-per-view events or some shit like that, or maybe. Sure. Yeah, because I guess that's the only thing I can think of. Because, yeah, because, yeah, no, that, that could be. That could be the case with Sammy. I mean, it, it's clear as day. Like Sammy Guevara just comes out, and it's like all of a sudden, like they they get you know all the, now they they get the advantage over Roosh and uh, Vance because Jungle Boy. It's not like they had a three on two advantage. Jungle Boy was laid out, right. um, And Darby was getting his his ass kicked when he when he got yeah. out of there. So yeah, right. it just seems very interesting. So yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. Against, so, I mean, I don't expect MJF to to win or excuse me to to lose this title, nor should he. And if he does again, guys, I will go fucking off and I will rip this fucking company and Tony Khan apart. Um, I'm gonna with
1: you. I just now just my radar's up, man. I, I don't know the just the way they yeah, and they I don't I don't show. Show.
0: I I don't blame yeah. you for for having those thoughts because I mean it's clear as day that there there's something planned for Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Um, or something, you know, um, you know, something that maybe we just don't know about, but again, remains to be seen. But in regards to this fatal four way, guys, I mean, it's just, it's, it's the, it's the short end of the stick, man. Um, mm. To be quite honest with you, I, I yeah, you put one person in a tag with three other individuals that have nothing, nothing to do with MJF or any about anything about the match that he's about to have. Um, in, in less than about a week and a half, you have jungle boy getting his ass whooped and then wins via a roll up. It just, it doesn't even make Roosh look good. Um, he, okay. He was dominant for 90% of the match, but then he just loses via a roll up. Against little Jungle Boy out of freaking again. How much does freaking how much does Jungle Boy weigh? Sa- similar to maybe maybe a little bit heavier. I would than say maybe. even lower.
1: He might be like 130, 140
0: <laughs> <laughs> or somewhere the same, same as freaking uh as, as Darby Allen And he's rolling up roosh guys. It's just it's not realistic. Yeah, it's not unless they were going back and forth. And this this was a, a similar match happened a couple weeks ago on T on, uh, on NXT. It was Roxanne Perez against somebody else that uh, I'm drawing a blank, but uh, this was just, this was, this was the, uh, the ambulance um, scene that, you know, she was carted off into an ambulance and she had to relinquish the title and that, that whole aspect that match was just physical it, it, it was just everything connected. Everything was clean and crisp. Mm-hmm. And then the way that Roxanne Perez delivered the roll up and how clean it was—that's what makes the roll up. And guys, go back and watch the match. This was a couple weeks ago. Um, again, I forget who she faced, but it was a tremendous freaking match. Like, the, and because you see so many roll ups, and even this past Monday night on Raw, these roll ups that Dominic is is putting on Woods, like Woods just has to fucking sit there. On his shoulders because if he tries to squirm, his shoulders gonna come off the freaking mat, and and the move is gonna be botched. Same with freaking Bailey; she just has to sit there, you know. This past Friday on SmackDown, has to just you know take the roll up and just lay there like a freaking turtle on its shell, and it looks it makes people look like a fucking geek. and same with Roosh; like you're telling me, freaking like just holding the tights and in a half-ass freaking roll up is gonna keep Roosh down. When nothing within more than three seconds should be keeping him down because he's dominating the fucking match, I don't understand. It's just it makes no sense. He was sense.
1: startled. <laughs>
0: right, <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so th- again, guys, that's just that's just our two cents there. But um, yeah, so whether we like it or not, though, Brian, this this Fatal Four Way match is happening, yep. and this this is your build that's that's it man there's really nothing nothing really to talk about mjf again was in that promo didn't say much that smack <laughs> i mean every anything this dude he doesn't have to say a word he just smacks the freaking mic out of his hand and just walks off and that's like more intriguing for 10 seconds that it was entertaining yeah, yeah <laughs> seriously so so yeah so <laughs> I, I don't know what they have planned for next week but we shall see up next, before our main event, this was Ricky Starks versus Jay White in a one-on-one match. Match time was 12 and a half minutes. Juice Robinson is at ringside. He gets involved. Jay White goes for the Blade Runner finisher. Starks counters it into a spear. Starks goes for the Rochambeau. Juice Robinson gets involved again, this time with a chair. Uh, the referee's distracted with with Jay White. Starks start. St- Ricky Starks starts hitting... Juice Robinson with the chair as well as Jay White, and then that just forces a disqualification. The Bullet Club Gold, I believe that's what they're going as. Uh, yeah. Retreat up the rampway, and Starks uh, stands tall in the middle of the ring, and uh, that's it. Um, decent match. Um, again, I just wish I could have given a shit about these two and what they're doing to give a shit about the match itself. And um, so the obviously this is going to continue. We know that it's a DQ mm. finish. So, I mean, are we doing this for double or nothing? Is there going to be a stipulation here? But I just I don't know, man. That this whole build, what I can't even call it build. There, there's really hasn't yeah. been nothing in regards to these two, and it's a shame with Jay White. He actually, I mean, even Jay White's freaking debut was not was non-existent. It was wasn't relevant at right, all, right? It was yeah. just to, it was just to prove like, oh, hey, like just to give jabs over to WWE. Hey, this is the guy you try to get. they'll you know, they'll screw you. We got him. We, we got him first, you know, yeah. and just, just, you know, and they, and they and they purposely did that to start the show. You know, Tony Khan did that on purpose. You know, it, it's clear as day. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that shit out. Um, but yeah, everything else. I mean, Ricky Starks, again, we, Brian, you even said this as well. After that world title match he had with Mjf, nothing n- nothing yeah. about Ricky Starks has been any has worth been worth watching to see what he does and neither is Jay White um yeah. it just doesn't make just it's it's just so weird I don't know what we're where we're going with this again they're well, where they're gonna go with this is probably a stipulation of a match or something like that maybe a double or nothing I, I don't know. Mm-hmm they'll probably put it on a freaking pre-show or some shit. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's just, I, I guys, I, I don't, I don't know. And I don't, I don't care. I guys, I, I, I don't care, man. There's nothing. They're not giving me a reason to care. And that's mm-hmm. it, man. So Brian, your thoughts before we get into the, the yeah, main, I'm, I'm mid, kind the main of the events. Same way. Like
1: this, like with both of these guys, I'm a fan of both of them. I think it, all of this could have been executed much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the match itself like you said yeah it was okay but i think they botched the finish on that one again too because like <laughs> I, I, if i remember it right like starks you know has the chair uh he hits jay white in the midsection and the, ref the referee doesn't it, ring doesn't the do bell do yet anything, <laughs> he rings the bell he after hits him over the back and then dqs him yeah, yeah like <laughs> what the fuck
0: it was just yeah that that yeah it was weird
1: yeah um so other than that, uh, yeah, I just don't have much to say about it. It's been, um, uh, it's, it's been lackluster, man. The, yeah. there, there really hasn't been a build. They, they're kind of, kind of half-assed telling a story. I mean, Juice Robinson's still out there cause he is part of the bullet club. I don't know. I mean, they've had what, uh, Sean Spears out there. Right.
0: Where is Sean Spears? I thought he was involved in this. Uh, yeah, right. And He's just nowhere I, to be so, found. So, like, where the fuck yeah. is he? Did he did he get did he get stuck in traffic in in Austin, Texas? Like, what what the fuck?
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I it it's just again again, guys. They're not giving us a reason for for AEW is not giving us a reason to give a shit. It's just a yep. reality. So, enough of that. Let's move on to this main event segment, shall we? Don Callis is in this main event segment. He explains his actions from last week about turning on. Uh, Kenny Omega as well as the elite he comes out with security to Tony Schiavone is like I give no pleasure in introducing Tom Callis freaking Tony Schiavone is freaking hilarious like the the shit that he does with MJF as well as like other heel character it's really dude like you don't teach that shit man you really that's when like that's a guy that's somebody you come across and you know he just gets the business Yep. like the key it's just i freaking love that shit man I, we need more people like freaking tony shivani especially you know i mean he's he's a good commentator man but he like he needs to keep doing more I, I honestly i would take him off the freaking commentators table and make him just do shit like this to be honest with you um but then i mean but then again you have renee paquette as well so i guess because yeah. i mean you can keep taz as well um you know, and maybe you know Jim Ross. I know is like occasionally on. I think he's mostly on Rampage now than he is on Dynamite. They pretty much have taken yeah. him off the air. Um, but yeah, freaking shout out to Tony Schiavone. That dude is freaking. That dude is freaking awesome. But yeah, so Don Callis comes out. There's security um, at the rampway as he's as he's making his way to the ring. The crowd starts chanting "piece of shit" um, towards Don Callis as the uh, Austin, Texas did not uh, did not hold back on their feelings towards Don Callis. Um, you know, and then every, and then you know, uh, Tony Schiavone's just like, why, why? That's that's the million dollar question. <laughs> right. Why? And then, and then as soon as Don Callis starts talking, it's like this dude is like Dominic Mysterio. This freaking Aust- uh, Austin, Texas, just freaking gives just gives it to the student and starts booing the shit out of him. Um, yeah. which I freaking loved in the moment. I thought it was freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, everyone, he's like, he says, everybody wants to hear me talk. Everybody wants to hear me say why I did what I did to Kenny Omega, but instead I'm going to talk about what Kenny Omega did to me. And he goes on to say like, you know, without, without me, you know, Kenny Omega wouldn't have won the world title on our first night together, you know, winning all these, these accolades and everything else. Right. And he goes on to say in the final, the the final line is uh, without me, there is no Kenny Omega and Kenny Omega. Speaking of him is music hits. And he hits the ring, and he just starts wailing on security that was up on the rampway. And that's when the Blackpool Combat Club interfere. You have Mox, you have Claudio, as well as Wheeler Udo. Moxley just drops Omega with a DDT at the top of the ramp. Um, and then the BCC then enter the ring. They storm into the ring. Mox tells Omega from the, from the, from the ring to the, to the rampway to stay down. You know, Omega's trying to struggle. He's struggling to get back to his feet. He's in a bit of a daze. He's, you know, trying to shake off the cobwebs or whatever. Um, And he says, we are, and Moxley on the microphone says, we are everyone, we are everyone in this business pretends to be. You know, and he says, you know, he's like, we are the elite. You know, we are elite. Pretty much the same little line that he said early on in the night. The Young Bucks music hits. um, And they bring out some, some tools, some weapons. However, they're still outnumbered until Hangman Adam Page his music hits and he hits the ring he's standing side by side with the Elite he's got the eye patch cuz he got freaking stabbed in the eye with the freaking with the freaking screwdriver and then the fight is on the with the with the Elite as well as the Blackpool Combat Club um, a bte trigger and a buckshot lariat to uh, to Wheeler Yuta um, Hangman Adam Page is you know the the BCC is up at the rampway Hangman and Page is now screaming in the microphone saying no they're the heart and soul of AEW as and then Hangman Page lays the challenge to the Blackpool Combat Club for anarchy in the arena at double or nothing. So you have the BCC they're retreating up the rampway and Hangman Adam Page and the Elite are standing shoulder to shoulder standing tall as dynamite goes off the air. Brian, my man, your thoughts on this main event segment?
1: Man, I thought it was a fantastic way, especially to end the show, man. Um, yeah, really good. Uh, you know, we, we still, so with Don Callis, um, you know, he, I, I kind of feel like there's still, we didn't really get an answer from him, so there's still a story to be told there. Um, yeah, you got, a, you, got a half-assed,
0: you got a half-ass right, answer right. from him, pretty much. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, you know, and the, the Hangman Page returning. I mean, you know, uh, how long have they been kind of like teasing, you know, him joining, rejoining the Elite? I mean, it's been a good... For a while. I feel like year, year <laughs> and a half. It, feel, it um, feels
0: like at least like a year or two, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think this ultimately was a pretty good way to have it done. I mean, it it, it fit the storyline. Um, it, it felt, you know, the the could it have been a little better a little bigger maybe but it felt special to me him coming out there you know yeah. and, 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 the, realigning and you still got, got you another need.
0: week left so you know maybe they don't want to go too overboard you know maybe again yeah. and not not giving aw the benefit of the doubt that to do such but again you know maybe they have something to really tell the story more that involves don callis um you know yeah. maybe giving more of an explanation um because because it's weird too because like the BCC enter the ring and Don Callis is just hightailed it. He's he's nowhere to be found. Which yeah, was right, right. That was the one weird thing I had about it. It's like I, I wish there was more attention on Don Callis. Um, of course, you know, because that's the main story here is that is the turn on Kenny Omega, and, and the yeah. elite. So just just to have Don Callis vanish was weird. Um, right. so yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but but again, still... maybe they have something planned that we just don't know. But yeah, but yeah, Brian, continue.
1: Yeah, it's still one of those things where even going back to last week, it's kind of left open-ended. You don't really know, like, did he join the BCC or is this yeah. just something he did against Omega? Um, but either way, man, uh, so we got Anarchy in the arena at uh, Double or Nothing. And, um, man, I, I think it's it's going to be pretty damn good. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. So, yeah, all in all, I mean, I think it was a good return from Hangman. Yeah. Um, we finally get him rejoining the elite Um again. I'm sure just with different injuries and shit, I- I'm sure they've had to rewrite those plans numerous of times. Yeah. But um, this, this way and this storyline, it, it felt, it felt like it fit. It felt special. So yeah, I liked it.
0: Yeah. And we, and we also kind of saw this coming as well. We, we've been talking yeah. about, this, about, you know, the BCC and the elite, whether you do like a stampede or an anarchy yep. in the arena um, so we saw it coming from that aspect, but you know, at, at this point now, you know, especially being two weeks away from double or nothing, you want to start filling up that card. So I think this was yeah. a good way to to add another match onto that card, as well as I'm sure the, with the women, you have Tony storm and Jamie hater. And I believe there's like a blackjack battle Royal for. Orange Castle. Uh, you know we
1: didn't get into it. Maybe we'll address it next week. But yeah, fucking. If that title could get any less relevant, well, here's how to do it.
0: <laughs> right, right, exactly, exactly. But yeah, but shifting back over to this segment, uh, before before we end this, yeah, man, I I I like I, I like the segment. Um, I, yeah. I think it's very very solid. Um, I like just the way that the BCC feels. Um, Just as a group, I just think that they just feel like a legit threat, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I'm sure this whole elite thing with Hangman and and the Bucks and Omega has been in the works for for some time now, because it does feel like it's been (laughs) like years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it has. Yeah. So I'm sure. And and it's no fault of their own because, you know, there's been injuries and stuff like that in that regard. Um, which, which kind of sucks and puts a little bit of damper on things, but I mean, it is what it is, but yeah. So, I mean, anarchy in the arena, but here's the thing though, too, uh, Brian, who wins this match at double or nothing? And I guess maybe I it's got to be
1: BCC. Yeah, but here's the thing. Uh, yeah, and, it's something like still like uh, like Callus is going to screw the elite somehow or something. Yeah, know, and,
0: and that's and that's how I would book it yeah. as well. Is the BCC wins this? But here's the thing. That's a kind yeah. of a good problem to have. Is is the is the elite uh, who who goes over in this situation? And this is where you know you, you get your creative thinking cap on and you, and you have fun with it and you get freaking creative. You know what I mean? Um, so and 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 of course though if they and I'm sure it's going to be badass. I'm sure it's going to be fun. So I'm sure it's not going to diminish too much of whoever takes the pinfall. But and I think the way you go about this is who needs to win more? You know mm-hmm. who needs this more? And when it comes to BCC and the way that you know they've changed their character or their 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 aura of the team and the faction over the last several weeks, to me, you got to have them win. Yeah. I, I'm sorry, you, guys, you just have to. I mean, nobody, I mean, the black, the BCC has been, you know, as baby faces, they were just, eh, you know, I mean, the, there was nothing about, they were, there was nothing that they were involved in or what they were doing that was special. But now, since they've turned heel, which has been now what, Brian, I want to say well over a month and a half, maybe, well, maybe Yeah, longer than like, that. What,
1: about two months. Yeah, yeah.
0: Somewhere around there. Like, you know, don't, you know, don't, you know, keep that momentum going for, for, for BCC. Yeah. Man you know they they need to continue to rack up w's as a team and this is the perfect way you start that off against the freaking elite um again you you can have don callis interfere in some way maybe maybe add you know you know have this close a, a chapter and have don callis maybe take, we've talked about takeshka as well in the past maybe takeshka yep, yep. finds a way to be involved um at some point because he did get freaking stabbed in the freaking head with that screwdriver by the yeah, BCC. Yeah. So and expect him to cool. show
1: up in this match somehow for sure
0: yeah so maybe Takeshka shows up in that regard as well yes. as, as Don Callis so again remains to be seen uh but again this is a good problem for you to have yeah. um, in regards to who goes over but if but if you are booking this the BCC have to win this match I, I don't see why they why they wouldn't um right. you, you have to continue their momentum they've been doing such a they've been doing such good work now for the last few weeks the elite if to me if they would have take this loss if they if they do it correctly if they do this loss correctly it's not going to hurt them at all it, it, right. it's not you know they can they're more of taking the pinfall than any member of the bcc i'm sorry it's just it's just the reality especially they the turn of events of their character but yeah, man, that is AEW dynamite. So, double or nothing is what about a week and a half now. So, hey, you got a yep. few things that are pretty interesting. You got, you know, hopefully things with Jericho and, and Adam Cole, you know, you know, continue to up the ante a little bit, especially after that false count anywhere match. Um, so, again, a little bit of concern because they started off with that, but again, there's one more week left to build. So unless there's a stipulation that's going to be added with, with Cole and Jericho, but we'll see what, how, where that goes. Um, and then, yeah, you got the BCC in the elite that, you know, they, with anarchy in the arena. So who knows? Um, I, I don't know what's planned for next week. You know, maybe they kind of just, maybe they want to put all their chips into one basket at the pay-per-view event, uh, for Sunday. um, yeah, and 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 then shoot the the tag title match, bro. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a handful of stuff that's quite decent.
1: Yeah, <laughs> James, yep, absolutely. James, you're
0: talking you're talking this positively about an AEW tag. Yeah, guys, seriously, I am. This is all that me and Brian just have asked for since we've started this platform for yep. for, for just to get some intrigue w- within segments, within a story, within a feud, instead of just a match after match after match. And and now it's it's finally it's something besides MJF is is has <laughs> the show has been intriguing outside of MJF. You have the you have the BCC, you have the the elite Omega, Don Callis, the yep. F- uh, FTR, Jeff Jarrett. Seriously, I mean so. We give props where props is due. You know, I know that the notion as of late we just shit on AEW television just to shit on them. No, guys. Stuff like this is just what we ask for. If you put mm-hmm. on good television, if you put on good shit, then you will get positive feedback. You will get positive freaking results. Uh Brian, your final thoughts, my man.
1: Yeah, I feel like um At least since WrestleMania, you know, WWE and AEW, for me, have done a a 180. Uh, You know, they've flip-flopped. Yeah. Um, You know, for for months and months and months, like you said, like this is all all we've been saying about AEW. And it seems like, you know, Mm -hmm. since the Punk thing, uh, man, they just got like way off track. Um, it, It seems like the last few weeks are finally starting to get back on.
0: And that's the um, thing. And that's the thing too. Um, and that includes with punk, if punk does come back into this company and if it does put a damper on things and, yeah. and how his relationship is with the lot, cause that's the only thing, Brian, at least that I can think of that can really diminish the momentum that a W dynamite has right now is yeah, if punk comes back it, into this company. And if he truly has made amends with these people, and that he's ready to start fresh and start new but again guys like we mentioned early on the show in regards to his his beef right now with Brian Alvarez whatever that shit is like what makes us think otherwise you know and i love and guys you're coming yeah. and you're hearing this from a CM Punk fan seriously i really sure. like CM Punk is he the greatest technical re- technical wrestler no um but he he has done tremendous work ex- ever since he he had the pipe bomb <laughs> from 2011 Um, he, he's been, he's been solid Mm -hmm. and and he's really done and he's really done well. And it's just, and it's just sucks to see him just the way he goes about business, creating all this drama, not just for everyone else, but for himself. Um, it's just, and, and for AEW and again, the only thing that I can see hurting AEW's process right now is if they actually do bring this guy back, because I don't trust how, punk and aw in this relationship is going to benefit if it didn't work the first time yeah know? we'll see but yeah, yeah we wish we, we shall definitely find out and of course we'll give more updates in regards to punk as the time um as we you know as time continues with that thank you guys once again for tuning in to another episode of ruthless talk uh this was aw dynamite uh may 17th 2023 guys we are now officially over 500 followers on instagram it is fucking insane it is insane like yeah there you go brian your reaction says it all freaking thank you guys so much for hitting that follow button again if you guys are coming across this this platform this podcast for the first time we appreciate you having you guys thank you guys for being a part of the community make sure you guys stay tuned for some more content make sure you follow us on our uh tiktok as well same as our instagram that is ruthless underscore talk as well as join our facebook group uh we have well over 65 members on that group as well And yeah, man, again, there's still a lot more to discuss as we are getting closer and closer to Memorial day weekend. Again, we got double or nothing. We got, uh, you know, NXT battleground as well as WWE, uh, night of champions in Saudi Arabia. So we are going to be here to break down all of that for you when the time comes, Brian, your final words, my man, before we end this.
1: Uh, yeah, just looking forward to all, especially seeing what comes out of all the pay-per-views and, um, yeah, uh, the past few weeks uh, AEW, um, you're 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 getting it man, you're getting back on track. Uh, so Right. Keep it keep it up man. I hope it does continue and um god damn it CM Punk, if you are coming back just fucking be cool, dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's right. That's right. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. My name is James Porcelli.
1: I'm Brian Thomas.
0: And we are both signing off saying salute. Peace out. And take care, everybody.